Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ. In our series, Identity Theft, we'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Identity Matters Podcast. You just saw a little clip of the kiss of Judas that was displayed for us in the movie The Passion. Just want to make note at this point that permission was obtained to use that clip. But it clearly shows this war that was going on in Judas's soul. We don't know. Oftentimes I wonder if Judas because the scriptures do tell us that Judas was possessed by Satan, was not possessed by a demon. He was possessed by Satan. And to have that type of oppression and possession take place in a human mind and body, I kind of doubt that there was much conscience going on in Judas's mind. But we don't know. But we do know this that Jesus knew from an earlier point that he was of the devil. We do know that Judas was not truly signed on as a true follower at the time of Jesus Christ. We also know by the scriptures that were given to us that he was appointed for such a job. Now, I don't know about you, but that seems a little unfair to me. Unless we understand the sovereignty of God being able to look into the future and know who is going to be responsive to Jesus Christ and who is not. And the ones that God knows are not going to be responsive to Jesus Christ, his son, can be picked to do evil things by God. This is a clear example that God picks people to do things that are horrific for us to even consider the why behind they did what they did. This is just the smallest piece of the kiss of Judas. There was the selling him off Remember what we talked about in our last series about gossip? And what was the Hebrew custom in regard to gossip? Do you remember? What's that? Selling a family member. Now this Hebrew definition was given long, long, long before Judas. But you see, the whole thing that was being walked out here by Judas is the fact that he was sold. He sold Jesus Christ. He sold his spiritual father to Satan. 
Now, these religious leaders were not godly leaders. These scribes were not godly, no matter how well they knew the Hebrew Scriptures. No matter how much they bragged about being men of the law, they were not godly men. They were of the enemy. And Judas sold Jesus to the enemy. It was literally this scene, which is why I wanted to capture it for you. This scene actually demonstrates what the holy interpretation is of the word gossip and betrayal. Tonight we start a new series. It's called Betrayal, the Kiss of Judas. Or we will also reference this as the kiss of death. There is nothing more annoying than receiving a handshake, a kiss, or a statement of I love you when they are filled with betrayal. You don't even have to be an indwelt believer to sense someone is a person of betrayal. Most gifted leaders are gifted in a sense that they even know ahead of time when someone is going to go and betray you. This was Jesus' position. He knew this. And in, in the, the language that you could not understand, Jesus said to Judas, do what you must do. What he's, if you actually get into the real translations of it, it is do what you are ordered to do, Judas. Now, that opens up a whole can of worms in respects to understanding the term betrayal. I'm very, very excited about doing this new mini-series. I'm praying. I hope you pray with me. We have as many... Uh, responses as we got to the you, you Got Hate Mail. Constant Contact said the You Got Hate Mail hit the top 10 most read emails. What that tells me, as my brother reminded me of this week, is that this is a huge problem in the church today. Gossip and betrayal. So pray for the same thing for this mini-series. And then the one that's coming after that, and then I have another one that I'm working on that's two series out that has to do with the pathway to the cross and the pathway away from the cross through the eyes of the betrayers. The research I have done, I could find very little on the topic but it needs to be spoken of because it describes our culture today. I'd like to give my identity statement to you before we move on. My primary objective is to equip individuals through the believer's identity in Christ. Keep in mind, the classic illustration of identity is taking a pop can empty, 
as we all are before we're filled with Christ, and you just start banging on this can week after week, month after month, year after year, and by the time you come to Christ, you are crushed. And there are eye dents all over your life. And the process of sanctification is popping out those dents one moment at a time. One breathing breath of God through you, through the Holy Spirit, providing more and more room inside you to have the full expression of the Holy Spirit. Ident. Identity in the English is what crushes you the most or impacts you the most. So this is what we're talking about as a believer's identity in Christ. It is the opposite of the world's definition of identity. It's not what is crushing you. It is what is releasing you from the inside out. If you take a crush can and try to fill it with water, you might get an ounce or two. But after the Holy Spirit spins the working out of your salvation, that can starts to hold more and more and more living water. It doesn't mean you're getting more of Christ. It just means that there is more within you that has to be healed and the redemption of Jesus Christ has to provide that process of working out your salvation so there's more capacity as the earlier video showed us and our song showed us for ministry. Listener, if you're listening, there's only one reason why you're supposed to be saved. And I know what's going through your mind right now. It's to save you from the pit of hell. That is not true. If that was true, then God is really messing up. Because we have proof in Hebrew coding that 90% of every human being that was ever born and that will ever be born is going to hell. God, you messed up. Now we know God didn't mess up. We know that he has a sovereign will. So we need to take a look at what is going on here in regard to whom God chooses to be filled and indwelt by the Holy Spirit and why doesn't he save the 90 and only send Tyndale? That's not Tyndale, that's 10 to hell. There's a reason for it. It's the tithing codes. There is great power of ministry in numbers. My brother and I were sharing numbers, his and his denomination and mine and in the ministry I'm involved with. And my goal is very, very, very large numbers worldwide because I understand the code, the percentages. I also understand because of what my mentor taught me many years ago. He taught me the 90-10. But he said the 10 that do get it, out of that 10, his experience has been 
2% of those 10 actually truly get the indwelling life of Christ. So that 10% that actually has the indwelling life of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit living inside you, only 2% of that 10% understand the release of the Spirit and why you are saved. You are saved for the strict purpose of ministry. And you lazy people are sitting around doing nothing but reading your Bibles and listening to your worship music. You better listen very carefully. You were not put here to read your Bibles. You were not put here to listen to your worship music. You were not put here to write books. You were not put here for any other reason besides the ministry of reconciliation. For we are called to the ministry of reconciliation. You are saved so that you can help accomplish and finish the work of Christ before his second coming. It's why you are saved. It isn't to save you from hell. Because if it was, God messed up. 602-292-2982. There's one thing that gets in the way of what we're talking about. It's the personal act of betrayal. There is not one person sitting in this auditorium tonight. There's not one person who is listening to this podcast that does not actively function in acts of betrayal. Anytime that you look at your spouse and you smile and you have something else going on inside you attitude-wise about that spouse and you're smiling, you're, you're being as gracious and generous as you can, you are lying against the truth. We are not honest with each other, indwelt or not. I know unsaved people who are far more honest than saved people. For some reason, after you get the indwelling life of Christ, you think faking it to make it becomes a permission-based behavior. We think that smiling on the outside while there's real activity going on on the inside of betrayal is the Christian thing to do. It's called lying. I know very few honest people including myself. Our flesh is not a nature anymore if you're indwelt by Jesus. Our flesh is a sin. It is sin that is in us that is not us. And this flesh, this sin that is in us, is full-on betrayal. And it's coming against us 24 hours a day. And ultimately, it is what is going to kill your mortal body. Last week was our last message on You've Got Hate Mail. Those of you who are just joining us with this new series, I really do want to encourage you to go back and listen to the past podcasts on You've Got Hate Mail, because it is an in-depth study from the Hebrew, a little bit from the Greek. 
but it's an in-depth study on the word gossip. It is very important to understand the gossip-er before you can understand the man of betrayal. You see, what got Judas in trouble was his gossip. It was from his gossip that the other disciples figured out this is not a good guy. And that was long before the kiss. It starts with gossip because betrayal is what comes out of gossip. If you are a gossiper at 602-292-2982, you are going to soon, or maybe you already are, a person of betrayal. You cannot gossip and not become a Judas. It is impossible. So last week we talked about when is this gossip going to stop and we even gave out some techniques of how to stop the gossip. Does anyone remember the classic line you're supposed to say when someone is gossiping to you. Hold up your hand and ask the question, why are you telling me this? A bunch of other pastors added a couple more. Do you remember what those are? Why are you telling me this? You need to go to that person directly. Last one is, why are you involving me in this? Or, be more direct and say, I don't want to be a part of this. If they continue to gossip, there's only one solution after that, and that is to walk away. But they won't. They actually are going to do that thumbs down on you. They're going to defriend you. They will not come to you anymore, not only with gossip, they won't come to you with friendship. So we spent some time talking about if you put a stop to gossip, you'll end the friendship on the spot. And it would take a miracle of God to actually have the friendship with that person in the future. And your condition for friendship needs to be an exchange of identity. In other words, if they don't repent, as our video showed us earlier tonight, then have nothing to do with them. And you can do that very gracefully. But you cannot be friends with a gossiper. And I hope if there's any gossipers that are listening, that you listen very carefully. You are a very, very lonely person. Gossipers are lonely. They're isolated. And the way that they find companionship is talking about other people because they have no friends, typically. Our book of the week is The Ins and Out of Rejection by Dr. Charles Solomon. The book basically talks about the before, during, and after effects of rejection. This was the book that took me many, many weeks to get through. It was way too painful for me because it was way too real. In fact, in the middle of uh, trying to read this book, I had to 
called Dr. Solomon again. We lived in a little town in Iowa at the time. He had been discipling me over the phone. First he took me through the handbook to happiness. And then he said, I've got another one I want you to read. He sent me the ins and out of rejection. And that book turned me on my head. Because it's the topic that was affecting me the most. But it has the solution by connecting the answers that are in the, in the handbook to happiness. It connects it directly to this issue of rejection. It's a classic. It's still a classic. If you're into reading Dr. Solomon's material, I know he's got over 24, 25 books, but these two have to go together. It's the two buns. The top bun and the bottom bun. And what's in the middle is nothing more, nothing less than the indwelling life of Jesus by the way of the cross. The video that I showed you, the U-turn video earlier, is our first this week of the videos we're releasing to our networks. It's called the U-turn. That U-turn is what is in the middle of this book. And how the flesh choices will narrow through the years and it's going to take a U-turn, a repentance into going in God's way, God's direction that will open up that venue of freedom. You'll love this book. You can go to our website at www.iomamerica.org and just do the drop-down menu to the book of the week. Click on that and you'll see this ad. Click on that and it'll take you directly to Dr. Solomon's website and you can order the book from him. But our scripture for today is Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. And here's what it says. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved. But leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now I'm going to actually break this down a little bit further as we get into the message. But I want you to understand something about the basis of evil. Evil is the action that comes forth from the devil. The devil is another word that is used classically in the Greek for Satan. I'm not afraid to use the primary name given to him by the living God, and that is Satan, dark serpent. The more years that we get between the cross in our present culture, 
The less identity markers are placed upon the evil one. Now, even using the Greek's expression of Satan is even rare. Now, if you just came out and said Satan in your message, and some of you used to have to say it because it was in verses, but five of the top translations in the United States of America have completely removed the word Satan and have referred to evil one or evil. I'm here to tell you that Satan represents darkness. Darkness is simply not an object. It's not an action. It is simply the absence of light. When you speak goodness, you're speaking light and life into something. When you put light into something, darkness does not have the option of staying. There's no option there, not even in science. So when we look at good and evil, don't look at it as the good side of the tree of knowledge and the bad side of the tree of knowledge, because that's witchcraft. You see, the the good of what people do that is not a reflection of the light and life of Christ is evil. So good behavior, the smile on your face as you have a knife in your hands that you're going to stab that person the next time you give them a hug, that knife that you have in your hand is evil intent. You have no intent at all of loving that person. That kind of I love you stinks. And it's basically saying I evil you. I give you the good side of the tree of knowledge. It's still evil. It still stinks. And it's still Satan. 602-292-2982. And I want to just stop for a moment and thank those who do text or call on that number. I got a couple filthy ones this week, but I don't mind those. Gives me an opportunity to contact you and have a little discussion. But it's always an amazing thing to me. The nastier the text, the more cowardly the person is in responding. That's the facts. If we do not face up to our own opinions, whether they're of God or whether they're of our self-life, it's cowardly not to back them. So just putting it out there like throwing a knife has no value at all. And that's why we're covering this topic. Here's a little quote for today. Have you ever been kissed by Judas? You know, that hug or kiss from a known member of your intimate circle that oozes evidence of their true feelings of despise? If you're in ministry, you know you get this all the time. If I would have thought this ahead, I would have written down a lot of the comments from pastors, what brings them despair the most. This is one of the biggest. 
Congregational members walking up to their pastor as they're standing at the door for the exit. This has been going on for centuries. And they're saying all these nice things to the pastor. And that pastor standing there, listen carefully, listener. That pastor is standing there. We gave the scriptures last week to show you that God supernaturally brings that information to church leaders that you are a gossip because they are not to entrust the gospel to your hands. And this person, you, the gossiper, is saying all these nice things about the pastor as you're shaking his hand when you despise him. And you're going to gossip about him when you get to McDonald's. The fact is, this is the toughest thing for pastors to deal with is the smiles from the people without the love and support that comes with that smile. Now I'm going to say something that I hope gives me a few 602s. If you're smiling and you don't have the inward life of Jesus Christ in you, prompting that smile through you, you're a fake. 602-292-2982. In order to be authentic, as you millennials like to put it, in order to be authentic, authentic Christians, you have to be indwelt by the authentic one. The Holy Spirit can actually smile through you. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit can sing a song through you. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit can actually preach through you. Did you know that? That is not even connected to you as a person. It's connected to you as a vessel. For we are vessels of righteousness that are to be used by the Holy Spirit to smile, to talk, to support, to teach, to greet. Anything you want to add to it, if it's not the indwelling life of Jesus doing it through you, you're falling under the category of a fake. And I'm going to prove that from the Hebrew in a couple moments. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.